This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, helping the people of the world to live healthy lives. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you all for joining me today. Well, it's that lovely time of the year when the store windows are lined with holiday cheer, and I myself am excited to surprise my children, my family, my friends with their heart's desire. But it is also that time of the year when I become aware that not everyone has the same good fortune, and we must give back as much as we can and in any way possible. So joining me today is TV personality, fashion designer, and philanthropist Joan Kelly Walker. She is also the co-founder of the Give Back Collective. Well, thank you for having me today, Claudia. It's always nice to chat with you. You know what? I'm really excited to chat with you today because giving back is one of the things that we should all be doing in any capacity. And you are the ultimate philanthropist. You do so much work. You give back as much as you can. And you're really showing women and people and, you know, families how giving back is really important. But your career began in journalism and broadcasting and as well as hosting and producing Through your experience, you created a platform that encourages everyone to give back. So when did this become important to you? Oh, gosh. Well, you know what? I grew up in a super, super small town. Like, you know, there was no pavement on the streets. There was like a couple stop signs, no traffic lights. So everybody knew everybody. And I don't remember like a point in time where giving back became important because it was just a way of life. I think because you know your neighbors and you have a better understanding of what's going on in their life. So you sort of, you know, sympathize, empathize. Uh, But I do recognize that when I became a mother, I became more deeply passionate about causes specifically relating to women and children. And so there is a science behind philanthropy. So I came across a recent study that concluded that when you give money to a cause, money or things or your time, whatever it is that you're giving to a cause that you believe in, your brain activity changes. I found this so fascinating. Um, The scientists observed that through brain imaging, giving back causes activity in the brain's reward system. So it's like when you shop for yourself, and you feel good about what you bought, you can have the same feeling about giving to someone or something. Now, do you notice that individuals that you work with are happier and more content, all the people that you that are also doing a lot of philanthropy? Oh, wow. Um, you know, there's definitely a domino effect in people. Um, I feel that giving back helps you to feel connected to other humans. And it's something that, that comes from your heart. And heart connections are real and they're powerful and they're invaluable. So I definitely, definitely feel it. And I think it's important to remember that giving back can be done in so many different ways. And you do get those endorphins that are released from it. So, um, you know, it's, it's a thing to be taken seriously. And So what about, I'm sure you come across a lot of, you know, different people, people who are kind of new to the whole world of philanthropy. Do you find that you notice a change in people um, as you continue to work with them where they realize that giving back makes you feel so good? And you're right, that domino effect is really just what it's about. It's about the community and about how you're making others feel. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, you know, It's really interesting because I've had really good fortune to be able to go out and 
you know, be on the front line of different charities. And we approach it. Um, we try and do some international work. We try and do some national work. And I try and do local within my community. But it's really all the same. And, and people are the same no matter where you go around the whole world. And it's it just really drives the point home that people want to better themselves. They want a better situation for their families. They want to help themselves. And just, um, I don't, I don't want to get off topic here, but just one little story. I was in a community in a very remote place in Africa with World Vision at one point. And, uh, you know, we were asking kids there, like, what, what is it that you want? And none of them were saying, I need a new phone. I want a car. I want a bike. I want, you know, whatever, they were all saying, I want an education because they know that that's the key. So that's like a really deep level and a really good example of, um, you know, people are really the same all around the world. And when like some people are just born in a situation where it's, it's more challenging. So I think we have to keep perspective and I think it's important to really keep, um, you know, the giving back front and center and, and really clear as we as we go through the process. And that's a great story. And I love that you're able to share that because you've seen it firsthand. And as I mentioned in the beginning, um, you know, this is a great time of the year. I'm so thrilled to be able to buy my kids the things that they want um, because they already have the things that they need. So how do you feel about encouraging families to start teaching their children and their loved ones that giving back is equally as important as receiving gifts and things that you want instead of just need? Yeah, I think that is, you You can never start that too young. I've heard of some families, you know, if they have a birthday party and people gift their child money that they get to keep half of it and half of it goes to a charity. And just the process of selecting what charity you want to support and doing the research, I think is uh like really important for the child to get it into their heart and start thinking about, you know, what causes are good for me, what causes make sense for me. So I think any age, it's, it's never, ever too young. And, and that leads me to another question. So you believe that we share the globe communally and with that comes great responsibility. This compels you personally. So why is that? Is that the reason that we just talked about, like teaching families how to give back, being able to be part of a community, show what it means to be part of a community? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's that connectivity and, you know, people have people are busy and they have different careers and different ways of identifying. And and there's so much that separates us. Like a lot of times in communities, you don't even know your neighbor, but we are very similar to each other and we are all connected. And, you know, even something simple, well, certainly not simple, but simple as the internet, that's an example of connectivity. And if we have the power to connect in these ways, then we have the power to help and make a difference in each other's lives. And, uh, you know, some people are born into situations that, you know, it's more challenging. So if I have the means to make a difference, then why wouldn't I? So, you know, if we're aware of what's happening to people in our community, in our country, in the world, then I feel that if I can do something to help alleviate pressure or problems and help create change, then I feel that for me, that's a responsibility. So when it comes right down to it, people deserve to be happy and have equal opportunity. And so what are, where are most of your philanthropic um, efforts focused right now? 
Oh, boy. Um, let's see. Well, with um, I guess we can talk about the Give Back Collective because right now um, with the Give Back Collective, we are focusing on a few main charities, number one being World Vision, which is international. And, you know, it's, it's interesting when you donate money to a cause. A lot of people say to me, like, Where, what do they do with it? How do I know? How do I trust them? How do I research it? Um, but I had, uh, you know, the great fortune to be able to say, okay, well, I'm coming with you to Cambodia or to Mozambique or, you know, wherever it is in the world. I want to see what you're doing and how that program is being run. And is it the way that you said it was? So, you know, that's that's really been a luxury. So I've been working with World Vision, uh, oh boy, since I think 2000. Um, and that's, that's been incredible. I've had some wonderful experiences there. And then to have a voice to come back and say, here's what I learned. Here's who I met. Here's where the money's going. Like, that's incredible. But then locally... Um, we are working with the CNI, CNIB, which is um, it's also national, but I, I say locally because my mom is legally blind, and um, you know, so, so we work with the, the local chapters. The CNIB has been around for over a hundred years, and just an interesting thing about the CNIB is that um, they used to get all the guide dogs from the U.S., and with COVID, all of a sudden they couldn't get guide dogs. So the supply was cut off. So now the Canadian National Institute for the Blind is bringing dogs in through the Canadian system and they're training them here and they're dispersing them around the country. So it's for visually and hearing impaired uh, people that need support dogs. So I think that's really brilliant and I'm really happy to be working with them. And they also have this wonderful camp up in Muskoka where uh, visually uh, impaired and, and hearing impaired children or adults and their families can go and have a camp experience. So so that's wonderful. And then I'm working with uh, United Way with something that is very, very near and dear to my heart. Um, I had a friend, unfortunately, commit suicide. So I started something called the Ben Lefebvre Mental Health Impact Fund. And um, it's a way to support agencies, 86 different agencies in the GTA that are a place to turn to give people support if they're having um crisis or mental health issues. So uh, I feel like, oh, and then the Breakfast Club of Canada is the next one, which is wonderful. I used to have a clothing brand with Walmart, and uh, all of the profits were going to the Breakfast Club of Canada, and I was able to go, like, food insecurity right now is, like, rampant mm -hmm. after COVID. It's, it's way, way escalated from the year before and, you know, from the year before that even. So I was able to go into the schools and actually see the work that they do and just, you know, I have such a deep respect for everything that they're doing. So that's a very long answer. Yeah, <laughs> but that's like a lot of work and that's a lot of dedication. I, I just find it extremely impressive. Now, as a mother, you understand the need and the desire to provide for our children. Like, I, I feel like every parent would understand that. And you believe that every child deserves a fair chance. Is this the reason why much of your work is focused on helping children? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it's it's like you know, I'm thinking about the Breakfast Club of Canada and, you know, sometimes the parents or a single parent, they're working two or three jobs and it's really hard for them to shuffle around. And 
Um, the Breakfast Club is great just to, to have something that's reliable to know that your kid is going to have a good nutritious breakfast. And, you know, it's it, the statistics are, that surround that are pretty fascinating. Like bullying goes down, their attention span goes up. Um, you know, the, the, their ability to focus goes up. And, um, and when you're like a child that is a, a beneficiary from the breakfast club, it also goes through like other members of the family as well. So it's, it's just a really great thing. Yeah, like I find that fascinating and I, I, I feel like many kids go to school hungry. So the fact that you're helping them and you're helping kids around the world, I mean, it's amazing. And I feel like there is a bit of a misconception, though, that charitable donations should be large sums. Um, I disagree with that. I feel like whatever any person can give is... Um, you know, is valuable. So whether it's a dollar today, a hundred tomorrow, whatever you can offer a charity of your choice or several is going to make a difference. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, I, I love that you said that. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, money is certainly a central part of the equation to make a difference. However, like, you know, people's situation changes. Maybe at some point you can get some money, but then at another point you can't. And all of it is good. So I think we need to remove any guilt away from that. Uh, but if people can't give money, it's, we still need to encourage everyone to give because you can make a difference. You can volunteer your time. You can volunteer your talents towards a cause. You can create an impact in your own neighborhood just by, you know, helping someone carry their groceries or cut their lawn or you know, shovel the snow or if you have a garden, maybe share some apples from your tree or something. Even like something simple, like a smile or just acknowledging someone can create a change in another person's life. And because, you know, think about it right now with COVID and everything, we've been so isolated. And some people, if they live alone, they they have very little interaction with people and we've all been wearing these masks and uh, you know i'm i i don't know if you find this but i just find like people don't make eye contact the way that we used to mm -hmm. people are sort of respecting people's space so much that that we kind of don't interact the way that we did and for some people going to the grocery store or the bank is really their only social or has been their mm -hmm. only social interaction for some time. So, you know, money definitely should not limit the power of giving because every single individual, no matter what age you are, has so much to offer. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because I was going to I was going to ask you this question, how uh, pandemic has affected philanthropy. And you know, you made a very valid point. We have all somehow been isolated, some more than others. And you're right. We have really removed the human element from our lives. We avoid people. We avoid talking to people. Um, you know, I had the experience the other day. I was at a grocery store and this poor woman couldn't read the ingredients of a product. And she asked two people. I witnessed this myself. And nobody mm -hmm. stopped. And I, my heart just cried out to her. So I literally walked up to her. And it was, I'm not blaming the people because I understand there's this fear out there. But helping and giving back starts with just helping a person. And from there, and I felt so good about myself. And I had yeah. one of my kids with me. And I thought, I'm oh. setting an example where that poor person just needed you to read something, you know, forgot their glasses. And I thought, this is what humanity is all about. Just about helping whatever way we can. 
And if you are helping through, uh, you know, uh, a charitable foundation, great. But if you're going to start by just giving a kind gesture, I think that's a great place to start too. Mm-hmm. And how wonderful that your children were there. I'm really happy for that. Because that's, you know, they they follow example and they, you know, they're hearing your heart and your kindness. So that's really beautiful. And it brings me us to the point where if that was how human beings were handled that situation, how has it impacted philanthropy and giving back and raising money? Because at the end of the day, that, you know, like we said, the money does help because that's what funds the research and funds the help that people need. How has it impacted? Oh, boy. Well, you know, every cent makes a difference. And, and you know, well, for me personally, I believe in the power of prayer um, and for every person that makes the effort to donate or put their attention forward. I think that when you direct attention towards a certain person or initiative, there's power in that. I mean, that might just be a little too philosophical, but that's, you know, I really mm-hmm. believe in that energy. And I just letting someone know that you care, right? Yeah, Absolutely. When we come back, Joan Kelly Walker and Ivana Walker, co-founders of the Give Back Collective, where fashion gives back. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Connect with us on Twitter at 105.9 The Region or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, we learned all about Joan Kelly Walker's global philanthropy. So, Joan, you have a passion for fashion and you express yourself through the clothing you wear. How does fashion have the power to unite? Oh, I love talking about fashion. You know, fashion has the ability to shape and identify individuals and communities. It has the effect of creating confidence for people. The fashion community in Canada is a great example of how people um, come together and are united and how we support one another through things like CAFRA, the Canadian Arts um, Celebration. You know, that's a wonderful gathering of, um, you know, it's a, more like a celebration, appreciation of everything within the industry. So I've had such a, a community experience through Canadian fashion. And so most recently, you and your sister-in-law, Ivana Walker, you have become co-founders of the Give Back Collective. What is this and what is the mission of the Give Back Collective? Well, the mission of the Give Back Collective is to unite designers and consumers alike through giving back. So that's in a, a nutshell. Basically, we have some some like outstanding Canadian designers like Leslie Hampton, Stephen Zavados, George Sully, Dan Dwar, Anity Designs, uh, me. And recently, we started with uh, Teray Homes, which is uh, like we're launching into home goods as well. Mm-hmm. So um, everyone has put certain items into the Give Back Collective, and the profits of those items are pooled and go to a group of charities that we're already working with. And so what are the charities that you are already going to be working with? Well, we have World Vision, CNIB, United Way, and Breakfast Club of Canada. Okay, so the ones that we were talking about before the break. Yes. That's amazing. So for listeners who, who want to know more, like, so let's talk about 
how this works. So you, it's an online um, uh, system right now where they can go online, make yeah. purchases, and then the money gets pooled. And then how does the money get distributed? Like how how do I know? Like let's say I would like to give to one particular charity. Does it not work like that? And it's just more out of curiosity. Yeah. No, we're we're doing that. Uh, all you have to do is go to givebackcollective.com and then once a year we will figure out like we have to, you know, we pay the designers and then um, you know, whatever left over we hold on to and then once a year we will distribute it equally between the charities. And, you know, we we're still learning mm-hmm. and we're always open to ways to improve things, but for now this seems to be working and um you know, I've been doing a lot of my own Christmas shopping at GiveBackCollective.com because there's some really beautiful items in there and we're updating it all the time. And you know that when you purchase something and give a gift, that you're also supporting a charity at the same time. So I think a lot of shoppers really, really love that. Like uh, my sister-in-law, Ivana Walker, is the co-creator of this with me. And uh, she has NIV Design. So she has uh, put into the collective a vegan hip sack, Mm -hmm. which is absolutely beautiful. So, um, you know, everyone has made something special and unique. And um, some of the items you can find elsewhere, but you'd be paying full price and you'd be paying... um, you know, without having the charitable component. And I love that. And by the way, I've had my eye on that um, pouch for a little while, and I'm actually going to be gifting oh. it to my couple of the girls on my team, some of my staff, because it's a great gift. And I absolutely love the idea that I'm giving a gift with my heart, and I'm also able to give back to a group of charities that are, you know, in need. And I just love that feeling. I actually feel good all around just the thought of it. So I will be doing some Christmas shopping there myself. Uh, so, good, good. Yeah. And, you know, also another part of what we're trying to do is encourage other businesses to also, you know, think about having a charitable charitable component to their businesses. Like uh, there's another woman that I know that just started a brand new company. And she said that we inspired her at the Give Back Collective. And so she had, she lives in Alberta and she started uh, a sunglass company called Bonfire. And um, so they did their research and they found the charity that they want to work with, which is fantastic. So it's that ripple effect that just goes and, you know, people can take it and go in whatever direction that they want. And if anybody else wants to join the Give Back Collective, just reach out to us on social media. Yeah, I was just going to ask that. So I love that because there you go. There's the domino effect that we were talking about before, how giving back just inspires and encourages everyone to do the same thing. And this past Mm -hmm. Giving Tuesday, you spoke a lot about, um, you know, giving back, obviously, and you kind of talked about the Give Back Collective, the partners that you're working with. It was a way for you to continue to spread the knowledge about giving back and how important it is. Um, and so how did you use that as an opportunity to just kind of continue to spread the awareness? Yeah, well, we did. And, you know, like I find that this is really important and social media is so powerful and I have a following. So I, you know, I, I take that very seriously and I'm, I want to be as responsible as I can. So I don't just post willy nilly. I sit down and really think about it. How is this going to have an impact and who is it going to impact and is it going to be positive? So, so that's what we did. We made a plan, um, 
you know, I work with Shauna Ireland, who's a wonderful, wonderful woman. Um, I just adore her, and I think we share a brain. So we, you know, we kind of came up with um, different initiatives, and we told people, okay, here's what we're going to do, and then we do it, and then we kind of reflect back on it. So I think it's a good way to, to share the message and share other people's messages as well. And so before we kind of wrap up the show, if you had, I just wanted to get your opinion and your final words on if you had advice for anybody who is anxious about giving back, because it is um, it is a big deal. You know, like you mentioned earlier, how to give back, who to give to, how do you know if the, you know, what you're providing is going to be used properly? What advice would you give that person? I would say do your homework, go and do as much research as you possibly can. If you're able to, go to the charity and volunteer and get to know the people, see it in action, see, you know, is it being run well, do you like the people, Um, is it making a difference, talk to the people that are the recipients of it. And sometimes you can't do that just for, you know, privacy or, um, you know, safety and security, but there, there is a lot of information online. You can, um, you know, just do your research, look at their annual reports, see where they're getting funding, who, who has been supporting them, have they been supporting them year after year, or are they kind of scrambling all the time? Like, there's just a lot of uh, logical questions that you can ask, and it all stems from research. I love that. And I love the fact that I get to go and do some Christmas shopping at the Give Back Collective. And for listeners and everyone else who would like to do the same thing, how can we find the Give Back Collective? At thegivebackcollective.com or you can come to our Instagram at givebackcollective and there's a link there. So that's your best way. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, If listeners want to learn more about you, how can they do that? I'm good on Instagram at uh, at Joan Kelly Walker official, or I have a website, joankellywalker.com. Thank you so much. And listeners, you can all find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Machiella or my website, ClaudiaMachiella.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com or or go online to find a location nearest you.